Joanna Wilson, the author of Tis a Season TV, the encyclopedia of Christmas-themed episodes, specials, and made-for-TV movies. I've been a pop culture junkie my whole life and went on to earn a bachelor's degree in film studies. I've been researching and writing about Christmas on TV for nearly 20 years, and I'm currently finalizing the updated second edition of the encyclopedia, which will come out next year in 2020. Some of you may know me from one of my other books, such as Triple Dog Dare, Watching and Surviving the 24-Hour Marathon of a Christmas Story, The Christmas TV Companion, or even Merry Musical Christmas Volume 1, the best musical performances in sitcoms and dramas. Whatever brought you here, you should know, Christmas TV history is kind of my thing. Thanks for tuning in. This episode's title is The History of Christmas Variety on TV. viewers, Christmas on TV means watching a favorite singer perform a nostalgic carol, a group of dancers expressing their joy of the Christmas season, and a comedian poking fun at our holiday foibles. Variety on TV has a long, rich history on television, with Christmas variety episodes and specials being some of the best entertainment in the medium. Looking back, variety shows and specials were some of the earliest programs on television. Variety was a successful format carried over from radio and many of the successful radio stars made quick and easy transitions to TV. For example, singers Bing Crosby and Perry Como each performed on TV at Christmas time in 1948 in broadcasts that were simulcast on radio. Some of the most memorable Christmas variety moments on TV come from the artists who aren't just TV stars, but some of the biggest entertainers and celebrities of the 20th century. Let's start with Bing Crosby. Bing spent the 1930s and 40s charting some of the music industry's biggest hits. He spent the 40s and 50s being one of the biggest box office attractions in Hollywood, even earning an Academy Award for Best Actor in 1944 for the movie Going My Way. Of course, his appearances on television for nearly 20 years at Christmas time were going to be must-see events. Between 1961 and 1977, plus several years of retrospective programs, Crosby appeared in Christmas programs nearly every year, on the variety series The Hollywood Palace, or in Crosby family specials alongside his second family with wife Catherine, sons Harry and Nathaniel, and daughter Mary Frances. TV viewers watched Bing and Catherine's children grow up on TV, performing each year on the Christmas specials alongside their father, first as children, then as awkward teens, and eventually into adulthood. Crosby's performance of his hit song, White Christmas, is guaranteed in each of these TV programs, usually saved as the final performance. Many of today's viewers may only know Crosby from his duet with rocker David Bowie on the song Little Drummer Boy, Peace on Earth, a segment from Crosby's final TV special, Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas, on NBC in 1977, which was taped just before Crosby's death. However, Crosby was so synonymous with Christmas two retrospective TV specials were aired in the years following his absence from the small screen. Another of the biggest celebrities who also dominated Christmas TV variety was Perry Como. Como's career trajectory was on the rise in the 1940s when he appeared on radio and the transition to TV only made him a bigger star. He warmed hearts in Christmas installments of the Chesterfield Supper Club and then his own Perry Como show in the 1950s. Como's Christmas shows most often included a segment retelling the story of the first Christmas. 
This spiritual segment about the Nativity was accompanied by Como performing more religious carols, often singing Ave Maria, and in his later specials, the song Christ is Born. In the 1960s, Como hosted Christmas episodes of the Kraft Music Hall and the Hollywood Palace. By the 1970s, Perry was hosting his own annual Christmas TV specials. From 1975 through 86, Como used his popular annual Christmas TV specials to travel to an exotic location and perform holiday music reflecting the sights and sounds of the local customs. You may remember Como visiting Mexico, Austria, the Holy Land, French Canada, Paris, New York, London, England, and Hawaii, among other places. Although the traditional segments about the story of the first Christmas were made more difficult since shooting was done on location, Como often found a local church and continued the tradition by singing more religious Christmas carols there. Como's final Christmas TV special was 1994's Concert in Ireland, leaving behind 40 years of Christmas TV variety programs. Another of the biggest stars of the 20th century, who also left his mark on television's Christmas variety specials, was Bob Hope. The comedian is also the most prolific Christmas entertainer on TV. The former vaudeville star organized USO shows to take entertainers around the world traveling to different military bases to entertain soldiers just after World War II and recorded the shows for radio broadcasts. In the 1950s, when Hope was starring in films alongside Bing Crosby, he began filming his annual USO Christmas shows for television audiences. Because he recorded them while visiting the troops at Christmas time, often these annual USO shows were not aired on TV until January. These Christmas USO shows aired on TV from the mid-50s through the era of the Vietnam War, with Hope and his group of entertainers performing on stages to thousands of soldiers, sometimes in remote military bases, think Greenland, small islands in the South Pacific, and even Guantanamo in Cuba, but also to soldiers on the battlefields in Southeast Asia. After the end of the Vietnam War, Hope still filmed a handful of Christmas USO shows entertaining the soldiers in his later years, in the late 80s and during the Gulf War years. TV viewers often looked forward to seeing Hope entertain, but they were often looking to see if their fathers, sons, husbands, and neighbors could be seen on camera in the crowds during the filmings. These USO Christmas shows had Hope performing stand-up alongside beautiful singers, a dance troupe, a beauty pageant winner, and often a sports celebrity. In these shows, Bob Hope could often be persuaded to sing Silver Bells, a song first introduced in his 1951 movie, The Lemon Drop Kid, and someone in Hope's group always closed the show with a tearful rendition of Silent Night. While he was filming his annual USO tours, Entertaining Soldiers, Bob Hope was also making annual Christmas variety specials in a TV studio. Bob Hope taped these music, dancing, and sketch comedy variety programs from 1960 through the mid-90s. These traditional variety shows memorably include an introduction of elite members of the All-American football team each year, too. It should be noted that for more than a decade, that's the 1960s through the early 70s, Hope had two Christmas specials on TV each year. His 40 years of Christmas TV specials include 12 years of double duty, filming USO Christmas shows and the variety shows taped in the studio. Nobody would do that but Bob Hope. Of the four biggest entertainers that dominated Christmas TV variety shows, my favorite is Andy Williams. From the early 60s through the early 70s, 
Andy Williams created unforgettable Christmas episodes on his series. And after his series ended, he returned for similar Christmas specials each year. It wasn't just that his Christmas shows had bigger budgets than the weekly series, or that they were spectacular, eye-catching color productions with pastels and vivid costumes. It wasn't that his shows almost always included his three older brothers, Bob, Don, and Dick, that Williams performed with earlier in his career before going solo, or that he included the very young Osmond brothers, who also sang in their lively, multi-part harmony, just like the Williams brothers. It was all these things combined that made Andy Williams' Christmas shows so outstanding, with a swinging musical style that expresses a happiness and joy of the holiday season. Viewers can feel how much fun Williams is having on the Christmas programs. Bing Crosby may own the song White Christmas, but Andy Williams swings like none other on the songs Happy Holidays, It's the Holiday Season, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, and Kay Thompson's Jingle Bells. The success and popularity of Christmas variety specials influenced an entire generation of singers and performers to produce their own holiday specials following a very similar format. From the 1950s through the 80s, and then some, chart-topping singers from every genre of music created their own Christmas variety specials. The list is long. How many of these do you remember? Crooner Dean Martin created a string of variety specials, as did Johnny Cash, who often embraced his gospel roots in his Christmas specials. There was also Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Tennessee Ernie Ford, The King Family, Lawrence Welk and his Champagne Music Makers, Glenn Campbell, Julie Andrews, John Denver, Sonny and Cher, Barbara Mandrell, The Osmonds and Donnie and Marie, The Carpenters, The Captain and Tennille, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, John Davidson, Mac Davis, Amy Grant, Harry Connick Jr., Neil Diamond, and Tony Bennett. And this is far from an exhaustive list. But my point is how prolific and diverse the range of artists are that made Christmas variety specials for television. Variety Christmas specials offered musical taste and entertainment to please everyone. These Christmas variety programs captured the hearts of TV viewers, even though they all followed a very similar format. The host of the show includes a couple guest stars, often described as friends of the host. The sets on stage look like a home living room, usually with a fireplace and sofas. Perhaps it's even a ski lodge, again with a lounging area, including a fireplace and sofas. There might be a musical segment where the host and guests step into a Victorian London street, complete with Dickens-style costumes. And the host frequently includes members from their own real-life family to join them for at least some of the performances. Let's not forget the comedians made Christmas variety programs too. Red Skelton celebrated Christmas on his TV show for many years. The comedian and pantomime artist created a vivid set of characters, many of which were featured in his special holiday sketches. In addition to sketches on his regular show each Christmas, in the 50s, Skelton showcased his hobo character, Freddy the Freeloader, in a half-hour adaptation of O. Henry's Christmas short story, The Cop and the Anthem. In this story, Freddy decides sleeping on a park bench in the winter is too cold, so he decides to get himself arrested so he'll have shelter all winter long. He attempts several petty crimes, but the generosity of the holiday season and people's forgiveness keeps him from attracting the attention of a policeman. When he hears a boys' choir performing holiday carols in a local church, Freddy's finally motivated to get a job and earn his keep. 
It is only then that he's arrested by the police for loitering. This story was so popular with his viewers that Red restaged it throughout the 50s for several Christmases. In the 1960s, Red uses his character Freddy the Freeloader again in Freddy and the Yuletide Doll to pantomime a half-hour story about Freddy sleeping in the park again at winter. This time, the hobo finds a discarded rag doll, and the hobo imagines the doll coming to life with the two of them ice skating. This episode was popular at the time. It, too, was rerun for years. Christmas TV variety specials can also be concert performances that include different performers each year. One of these variety concerts that have made a lasting impression on TV viewers is Christmas in Washington, a concert staged in Washington, D.C. every year from 1982 through 2014 as a charity for a D.C. children's hospital. The musical guests were always the biggest and best entertainers in the industry, and the sitting president and his family were almost always in attendance. Christmas in Washington featured President Reagan through President Obama, offering their holiday greetings during the show. That's 32 years. Another enduring variety special is Christmas in Rockefeller Center, a live concert broadcast on NBC as a part of the tree lighting ceremony for the giant tree in the courtyard of Rockefeller Center in New York City. The concert goes on each year in rain, snow, sleet, or wind with some of the biggest recording stars in front of crowds of people. Although the tree lighting has been going on for decades, the national TV concert special started in 1998 and is still airing each year. And CBS airs A Home for the Holidays, an annual Christmas TV special since 1999 that raises awareness about adoption. The special is also a concert featuring successful recording artists playing both their hits and holiday songs. And there's also Country Music Association's Country Christmas Special, another musical variety concert featuring country music artists performing holiday music. CMA Country Christmas has aired every year since 2010. The first seven years, the special was hosted by Jennifer Nettles of Sugarland. The last two years, it's been hosted by Reba McIntyre. Christmas variety shows are so synonymous with the holiday season that regular series that usually don't feature music and dancing have incorporated it into their Yuletide episodes. Series with multi-talented cast members create a sort of variety show within a show at Christmas time. There are many fantastic examples. In the 1961 Christmas episode of the police comedy Car 54 Where Are You, the precinct house hosts a holiday variety show for their friends and family. The officers each take their turn entertaining with humorous songs and comedic recitations. There's even a spoof of a Gilbert and Sullivan song from the opera The Pirates of Penzance. In the 1963 holiday episode of The Dick Van Dyke Show, TV writers Rob Petrie, Sally Rogers, and Buddy Sorrell are joined by their producer Mel Cooley to create a Christmas variety production for the Alan Brady Show that they all work for. Who can forget Rob and Laura, played by Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore, singing I've Got Everything But You while dancing in oversized Santa suits? In 1976, Laverne and Shirley and their friends throw a variety show in a mental hospital to entertain the patients at Christmas. And in 1976, and again in 78, Anne Romano and her daughters Julie and Barbara, on one day at a time, entertain the residents of a retirement home on New Year's Eve. It's that 1976 New Year's Eve episode that includes the duet with Julie and Barbara singing Don't Go Breaking My Heart, dressed as the hitmakers Elton John and Kiki D 
a memorable moment if you've seen it. And in 1978, the members of the Evans family from the sitcom Good Times put on a show to entertain the drivers on Christmas Eve at the taxi garage where Thelma's husband Keith works. There's a very memorable performance by Florida, Thelma, Willona, and Penny, yes, a very young Janet Jackson, singing and dancing to the song Steam Heat from the Broadway musical The Pajama Game. The 1980s saw a continuation of this trend of variety shows within a show. In the 1982 Christmas episode of Benson, in the latter third of the episode, the governor and his staff gather around a piano at the Christmas party and each takes their turn singing a holiday carol. But the best part is when Robert Guillaume, who played Benson, shows off his Tony-nominated voice singing Oh Holly Night. The girls from the Eastland School on the Facts of Life in the 1984 episode, Christmas in the Big House, find themselves entertaining at a men's prison for the holidays. In the final performance, Blair, played by Lisa Welchel, screws up her courage and sings the showstopper, I'll Be Home for Christmas. For the five seasons that the dramedy Ally McBeal aired in the late 1990s, the cast found themselves trying to outdo each other performing holiday songs at the annual office Christmas party. And even the animated comedy South Park got in on the action in 1999's Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. Not only does Eric Cartman sing his own irreverent version of O Holy Night, but Jesus and Santa sing a medley of carols in a Las Vegas-style lounge act. More recently, the comedy Community filled the 2011 Christmas episode Regional Holiday Music with original Yuletide music in a send-up of the series Glee. But not all Christmas variety specials have been well-received over the years. Singer, TV personality Kathy Lee Gifford hosted five holiday specials in the mid-90s that were saccharine at best and self-serving at worst. However, the highlight of these specials is actually reading television critic Tom Shale's review of them. The Washington Post newspaper writer's scathing, biting criticisms are legendary and hilarious, outlasting the impression Kathy Lee's Christmas specials have left behind. Another unpopular variety program is the 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special. The feature-length TV special was aired only once and has been ignored by George Lucas ever since. We have yet to see what investment Disney intends to make of it. Many have argued it is the worst special in TV history. And in 1978, movie fans were excited to see their favorite Star Wars characters on the small screens while we waited for the second movie, The Empire Strikes Back, to be released into theaters. But it was the variety moments within the TV special that really pressed the imagination too far. B. Arthur singing a boozy song at Mos Eisley's Cantina. Harvey Corman in a comedy sketch as a multi-limbed alien cooking instructor. Chewbacca's father itchy, moaning, and groaning to the virtual image of a sexy Diane Carroll performing a song. And the 70s rock band Jefferson Starship featuring Marty Balin performing on a hologram display? Ugh, no. These cheesy variety moments tear viewers from the adventure of the Star Wars universe and remind us again and again that we're watching a Christmas TV special. In this instance, many agree that it's the wrong kind of entertainment in the wrong place. However, looking back, some of the best of the Christmas variety shows seem to be the ones with a sense of humor, fully acknowledging the rigidity of the format and the silly pretensions. Even Bing Crosby, in his last several Christmas specials, began a running joke that no one, not even his family members, 
wanted to hear him sing White Christmas one more time in full recognition that it was his signature tune. The punchline was that he always went on to sing it anyway, but acknowledging that everyone expected him to do it too. My favorite example of humorous variety specials is 1988's Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas Special. Pee-wee is not so much making fun of old-fashioned variety shows as much as making a funny old-fashioned variety show. True to the format, Pee-wee Herman welcomes a diverse list of guests, but here he features special guests that only amplify his unique sense of style and wit. We've all seen it. This variety special includes the one and only Grace Jones performing Little Drummer Boy after bursting from a shipping box. Dinah Shore sings The Twelve Days of Christmas while placed on hold on Pee-wee's video phone, and she goes on to sing hundreds of choruses of the song instead of just 12. The Del Rubio triplets perform Winter Wonderland. Cher shrieks the secret word of the day. Katie Lang sings Jingle Bell Rock. And Pee-wee even has Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon slavishly making his Christmas cards for him. This is no parody of Christmas variety specials. This is as good as they come. In 2008, Stephen Colbert made A Colbert Christmas, The Greatest Gift of All, another funny, old-fashioned variety show. Stephen finds himself ridiculously self-aware that he's trapped in a cabin in the woods. He's visited by friends and visions that entertain for him. His guests include Elvis Costello, Willie Nelson, Toby Keith, John Stewart, John Legend, and Feist. In the same vein was 2015's Netflix special, A Very Murray Christmas, starring Bill Murray. The Emmy-nominated special sees Bill Murray as himself attempting to host a Christmas TV variety special, but severe snow forces its cancellation. At the Carlisle Hotel in New York, Murray hangs out with the hotel guests and staff as they share some songs. The so-called failed Christmas TV special ends up including Amy Poehler, Chris Rock, David Johansson, Jenny Lewis, rock band Phoenix, Maya Rudolph, Jason Schwartzman, Rashida Jones, Miley Cyrus, and even George Clooney. These tongue-in-cheek Christmas variety specials are just as fun to watch as the classics, if you ask me. What does Christmas TV variety look like in 2019? The specials Christmas in Rockefeller Center on NBC, CMA Country Christmas on ABC, and A Home for the Holidays on CBS all remain annual traditions. NBC seems committed to showcasing variety each year. The acapella supergroup Pentatonics have made variety specials since 2016. And before that, Michael Buble made Christmas shows on NBC for five consecutive years. NBC also hosted Gwen Stefani in 2017, the year she released a best-selling holiday album, and John Legend last year when he too released a new Christmas record. The sketch comedy behemoth Saturday Night Live still makes a special Christmas episode, although holiday sketches start popping up in late November on the series. Creating a new Christmas episode is a tradition SNL has kept for more than 40 years. Each year, viewers look forward to the new Christmas episode, as well as the newly updated clip show that airs in prime time, a collection of everyone's favorite holiday sketches from the SNL archives. But don't forget PBS, too. They air numerous musical Christmas performances each year, including the annual concert by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, if that's your style. PBS also brings Christmas music performances by Celtic Woman, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, 
performances of the Nutcracker Ballet, operas, and more. If the old-fashioned variety specials are still your thing, it's nice to know that the Diginet, Get TV, re-airs classics from the past each year, too, including classics such as Perry Como, Bing Crosby, Andy Williams, Mac Davis, and others. If you're like me, you watch both the classics and the new variety specials, which really haven't changed much over the years. Want to read more about what I've talked about here? I hope you'll check out my books, but you can also look into these reference works for more information. Television Specials by Vincent Terrace, Bob Hope on TV by Wesley Hyatt, Perry Como, A Biography and Complete Career Record by Malcolm McFarlane and Ken Crossland, Christmas on TV by Diane Wirtz, and Television Variety Shows by David M. Inman. Thanks for listening. I'm Joanna Wilson, and you can find out more about me and Christmas on TV in general at my website, www.christmastvhistory.com. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me your thoughts on Christmas TV history and on this podcast. You can find my contact information at the website or on social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Tis the Season TV, which is the name of my encyclopedia. Thanks for listening.